Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. All right, so uh, we had an interesting little piece of news coming through the wire uh, this week. And just thought it might be fun to kind of discuss a little bit here. Um, so, uh, you know, I was just browsing the internet and along on my feed comes a photo of uh, two unlikely characters, television characters, to be paired with one another. And those two characters are Tony Soprano and Michael Scott. Uh, they got the, their, their faces right next to each other. And the, the headline of the article is the Sopranos stars claim HBO paid James Gandolfini $3 million not to star in the office. And so this definitely like just grabbed my attention because in addition to the office, uh, the Sopranos is one of my favorite shows that I've, um, you know, just kind of recently really, uh, dived in, Do- dove in into dived into i do i think it's dove, dove? like i dove, dove into it like dove I d- but dove <laughs> like it's spelled like dove yeah 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 so basically like the gist of this story is that um you know sometime between when steve carell left the show and like i think it was before uh, the character Robert California, played by you know, James mm. Spader, of course, uh, came on. the The office producers or network executives, or you know, I'm not sure uh, they they were floating the idea of bringing on uh, James Gandolfini, the actor who played Tony Soprano, uh, into the show. Um, and you know, we 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 all kind of know that they were they were looking for someone to kind of fill the void that uh, Steve Carell's absence was. Uh, And of course we got, you know, we got like James Spader, we got Kathy Bates. Um, Well, I guess Kathy Bates was before he left, but, um, but yeah, so I think it's just an interesting story um, because for one, I don't think anyone could really imagine uh, James Gandolfini in the right. office. Um, it's like it's like the uh, the mafia episode of like you know Gotti or Grotti, <laughs> like is like yeah, in charge yeah. of the office. It's just like I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, that's the only re- yeah, yeah. That's the only episode I can imagine him. You know, just playing that one character, yeah. the insurance salesman, and that yeah. would have been great. Um, right. well, although I do love the actor that that did play. I don't I don't know his name, but you know he's. I know him best from uh, Dumb and Dumber, the guy that <laughs> one of the uh, the goons. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I also it's just interesting that HBO would pay him that much money not to do it, right? Right. Not to tarnish the name of uh, Tony. Yeah, Spiner. yeah, yeah. Not to tarnish the brand, but also I think maybe he was. I guess he was working on an HBO project at the time as well. So, mm. but still, like that. It's usually I feel like it's you know they're under contract and they they don't usually have to pay people to not do other things. I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I don't know how how all that works, but. I should mention the source of all this is essentially hearsay. I mean, um, this, this comes from a, a Sopranos podcast called talking Sopranos where the, 
the actors Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharipa, um, who played Chris Moltisanti and Bobby Bacala, respectively, on, on the show The Sopranos. They have this show, Talking Sopranos, where they... Uh, they go through the episodes, and it's kind of like Office Ladies for The Sopranos, I guess. I haven't really like listened to it, but um, uh, but they on this on a recent show they had Ricky Gervais as a guest, and um, I guess it came up that this this whole thing, um, you know, about him being in the wings to go in the office, and um, so apparently, you know, Steve Sharipa says this is from the article quote. I think before James Spader and after Carell, they offered Gandolfini, I want to say, $4 million to play him for the season, and HBO paid him $3 million not to do it. That's a fact, in quote. <laughs> so according so to weird. Steve Sharipa, it's a fact. Yeah. Um, like, why even go $1 million lower? Like, if you're, why not just match it? You know, because at that point, you're still giving him the option to, like, well, I'm still making a million dollars and doing a cool role. You know, you wonder why yeah. HBO just didn't, match it completely at that point if you're going to spend the money <laughs> that much money like why not just go the f- the four and match you know yeah i mean and again this is probably just a result of the fact that it's just sort of a, a through the grapevine thing so like for all we know it might have even been reversed where nbc had offered him three and then yeah, hbo gotta, gave him four not to do it but he just got his numbers but, yeah because yeah. you know this is all just like uh, news from a podcast so um and and now it's like inception because we're talking about news Whoa. the news on our on our podcast, podcast. within a podcast regardless <laughs> it makes sense that you know this this went down and sort of the the back rooms of hollywood and uh and yeah i mean i i just it's sort of glad that it didn't turn out that way yeah, um yeah agreed it's like it's just such a difference you know i mean like James Spader was fine, but even then, the people said in the in the behind the scenes that he wasn't very fun to work with, and that you know a lot of even just fans don't really like him as a character, you know. And so, yeah, you know, it could have you're they're right in the sense that it could have tarnished his name if they ended up writing him poorly, you know, and not correctly, and not actually like a good character. And yeah, just kind of mess up with his character and then yeah he looks like you know because what else what else has he done what are, what are other projects has he done like why are they so is it like a like a daniel day lewis thing or something or marlon brando where it's just like they're so untouchable that they can't do other projects like what is you know what i mean so like, i i think the, it's he yeah. was probably just one name on a long list of people mm. that just had star power at that time 2010 it was like right before he died i don't know 10 or 11. anyways but yeah it's like I, I i bet they had a list of of uh big names and um i mean yeah the other thing james gandolfini is like known for playing tony soprano and like right he's played a few other roles here and there but like you know james spader is not known for just like one role True. Uh, like that and so i bet some of the other names on that list of okay who can we get you know to to spice up the show and just to get eyeballs on it i don't know i wonder who, who else do you think could have been on that list yeah like they were obviously going for the more serious tone right i mean it sounds like like I mean, gravitas yeah yeah something like someone to play off of the wackiness yeah yeah it gets everyone a little bit like flustered you know because he's like 
more in you know like because because i mean dave and jan were always a little more like forgiving and they they probably wanted to find somebody who's gonna be a little more like intimidating and kind of put fear in the office for a season or something <laughs> and that would be kind yeah. of an interesting dynamic so i think that's kind of what they were thinking so i i don't know i'm trying to think of some other like there's a lot of other great other comedic actors i think that would have been good to bring in like kevin nealon or something but like i don't mm. know in terms of like someone like a james spader or you know like those kind of actors who have more of the gravitas like you were saying um well back so, then i mean yeah. Back then, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman was still alive. Yeah. That would have been a was, big, big choice. Yeah. Well, wasn't he... Did, I, how was he... I forgot. What, did he... He didn't audition originally, or did he? Or or was he just a no, name that I they threw so. out there? No, I'm just speculating. It's a, it's, I'm just trying to think of yeah. random, like, sort of serious okay. actors that have, like, really... Yeah. You know, really good acting chops. Um, yeah. No, he would have been really good i think in that role just because he also is really good at comedy you know, along came polly and like twister and but then <laughs> yeah. he's got those really dramatic roles you know where he's really good you know like mission impossible yeah. and you know so i yeah i feel like um he would have been good but i'm trying yeah i mean there's there's a lot of other actors i think who could have gone in that role um as well but uh yeah i mean we we at least we got you know we kind of got what we got and uh Tony Soprano's not tarnished, so <laughs> yeah, so that's good. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's an interesting uh, thing to think about. Um, yeah. Also, another kind of another thing in the news this past week. This is not recent news. This is just one of those like sort of recycled pieces of content that I just stumbled across on the same day as this Gandolfini story came out so yeah. you know the Gandolfini thing was breaking this isn't quite so breaking but it's still interesting and it's somewhat topical um this story is from December 30 2020 so about seven months ago Super relevant um <laughs> but, yeah, but well it's relevant it. because it's it's talking about 2020 as like a year so it's yeah, yeah. you know basically the story is the headline is uh and this is from IGN mm-hmm. the office is Kevin Malone, actor, is Cameo's biggest earner in 2020. The subline is Baumgartner made over $1 million through the video sharing service. Um, so <laughs> for those who are unaware, Cameo is a, uh, a service that basically you can pay celebrities, uh, you know, musicians, basically any influencer of... Uh, of notoriety, uh, you can pay them to record short video messages um, and people like, you know, send them to loved ones for like gifts uh, or, you know, I heard one on a podcast, like they had, someone had gifted one of the podcast hosts, one of these things. And they kind of almost used it as like, Oh, we got the, we got this famous person on our, on our show as a guest. Um but uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's essentially like kind of a it's a new it's a kind of a newer thing in the past several years, um, maybe maybe five or six years. I'm not sure when how long it's been around or super popular. But um, I just found this interesting because like so many celebrities are on this are on this thing. And it just yeah, <laughs> it's the not obvious that, that would, Brian Baumgartner yeah. would be the top earner and also making over one million dollars in a year. 
And they oh, mention gosh. that he charges $195 per video uh, wow. as of the article coming out in, at the end of 2020. So, I mean, surely people pay more for like more bespoke videos or something. That might be like his lowest price tier. Because right. for you to, I, I did a rough calculation for you to do over a million dollars from only charging that much per video. I mean, you'd have to do like, yeah. I, it was, it was several thousands. Uh, it might've even been like in the tens of thousands. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Between so, that yeah. and his, uh, both his podcasts that he monetizes, like, yeah, he's doing pretty well. I think, I think it's just the fact that he's the one who's taken the reins, um, <laughs> not rain Wilson, but you know, <laughs> he <laughs> took the reins, of the like you know the office behind the scenes stuff i mean other than you know angela and uh jenna you know with their podcast but their podcast is a little more per episode you know his is a little more like uh different people and then going through the whole show you know so it's a different format and it's also just a different style you know and so it's kind of like there's all the different styles of podcasts but i feel like with his both his podcast because he has the deep dive, and then he also has the other one, which is like the more exclusive one, right? Um, that you like the oral history. Yeah, which is, is, is that one you have the to like first pay one for that, or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> maybe maybe that was before. I like. I feel like they like unlike you can only do it like a premium. It was like Spotify Premium or something like that. Like I yeah, know. it could have been yeah. But, uh, yeah, between those two podcasts and then Cameo, yeah, he's doing really well, I think, using the kind of the office as something as his content, which is smart, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, why not? So, yeah, well, you wonder, I mean, I definitely wonder how profitable the whole podcast thing is. Like, you definitely get the sense with the the office ladies one that they're just they're just kind of having fun with it and they're just monetizing it so that they can you know, just make it like kind of a part-time job. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, Brian's podcast is a little bit, seems a little bit like higher production. I feel like they're both really high production. They both feel like they're almost overproduced in a way, but not to a, not to a fault. I mean, sometimes the office ladies can get a little like whatever, cause they do so many ads with their voices, which gets a little, it does. It's hard to listen to like, so much of one person doing, you know, like, like if you have like a bunch of ads throughout your show and it's just you talk like the host talking and then it's like, Hey, we're back. You know, it's different yeah. if you do that once, but when you do that like six or seven times in the show, which is what they sometimes do, it's like, and it's just their voices for two minutes. Like, like, <laughs> like this cream, you know, it's really funny. Cause I use this too. You know what? I do as yeah, well. And then you like, just got to like, you uh, just got to hit that fast forward button oh, yeah. through all that. Times the, the, uh, the 30 second fast forward <laughs> thing. Tap, 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 tap. Oh, yeah. back, back. OK. <laughs> but no, they both um, do feel very produced um, to me. And, and you know, it's just I think I think with Brian's, his is a little more like sit back and have a conversation versus especially these new ones, the deep dives. They're a little more like just raw audio you know well yeah and that's the whole kind of point of those whereas the first yeah. one it, which he wrote and you, like he used the the interviews from the deep dive for right so yeah i mean it it makes sense that they're they're two different things and and even those two things are very different from the office ladies one 
Uh, but still, I mean, he's definitely not making a million dollars doing those podcasts. Um, so it's just interesting. I don't like, know, who maybe. is? I doubt it. <laughs> Depends on his I distributor if he gets any kind of like royalties for having. Because that's what I'm saying. He's got like six ads per something per episode, and he's releasing episodes that you, you know, like weekly, basically. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I just, I don't know anything about podcast producing. It's but not just, like as much. I don't think it's like, for example, like video, like if you get a million streams on a video on YouTube, yeah. you probably make more than you would a million listens on a podcast, but it's still right, like right. somewhat like you still do get paid. So I don't be interesting to look and see. Cause I'm sure he has like, he might, maybe he's put, put those numbers up, you know? He seems like a oh, I don't know. I don't know how you'd find that out, but like, I just I I don't think anybody. I don't think anyone other than like the top podcasters are making yeah. that much. You know, like yeah, mm. Joe Rogan because it's just yeah because it's just like advertiser money. And, yeah. Um, well, and there's but, one um, other interesting piece of news that I don't know if this is another. This is kind of a more current another current ish thing but i've also feel like i've heard it before for some reason but maybe it was just the current episode but anyways yeah jenna fisher on was originally you know cast on man with a plan the matt leblanc show uh on cbs it was a little family show it's actually really funny i i love what it's actually really funny um believe it or i've not. never seen it it's really yeah it's good it's on netflix four seasons uh it was canceled but I thought it was pretty good. What, Anyways, when, what, when, like when whereabouts, like whenabouts, uh, literally, <laughs> literally like 2016 to 19 or 20. Like it, it just ended like a couple years ago. Oh, okay. All right. And so she was, so Jenna Fisher was cast as the wife with Matt LeBlanc and they were good. They were, they were about to like, you know, have the show do it. And then like, there was the focus groups that were like, nah, there's no way Pam would be with Joey. Like, and then that was it. <laughs> And so then at that point, they they were like, they, they nixed her. They got rid of her. They were like, you know, hey, we can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just, yep. it's, man, that's like rough. Because she said she was literally in New York. She was about to like go do her, you know, first episodes or whatever. And then they're like, ooh, um, yeah, uh, about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like tugging at their collars like, uh, yeah, the show isn't canceled. Uh, but yeah, no, that's frustrating, man. Yeah, but like, honestly, like I can understand that. I mean, that's yeah. that's well, a downside I, for I both of them. And like she said in that episode, it's like he's the lead. So, right. Like he was originally uh, you know, the like the, you know, part of because the man with a plan, like he was yeah, the character. The, it's not the <laughs> one man cast with the, the plan. wife and she yeah. just happened to cast someone who happened to also be in another really popular show. <laughs> yeah. So it makes, it makes sense. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah. but like, I get it, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, but also it's just kind of like the other thing is like, <laughs> how did they get that? How did they get that close to her being like announced and all that stuff to like, till till they pull the plug <laughs> you know what i mean like surely people had doubts where they're like oh i don't think this is the best idea like why don't we get someone like less yeah. you know tied <laughs> to a specific tv character and then all of a sudden like right before they start filming they're like you know what maybe we should check and see if people what, what they think of this 
and then they like do this test focus group and they're like whoa no no and then they're like well yeah i mean those and those focus groups are routine but like so they had to have known that was a possibility coming right but maybe probably just wishful thinking they're like no the office ended three years ago i wonder if their chemistry was so good that they're like well people will forgive it because of how good they are but maybe yeah. then that's what I, I don't know. Cause it's like, I can't imagine they wouldn't have had good chemistry. It wouldn't have been. No, that's funny. a good point. That's a good point where it's like the people who are really close to the material are, yeah. they, they can just, they can easily look past the initial thing, right. whatever it is in this case, Pam dating Joey. And yep. so like they're, they're able to look past that and like see the potential of something Great else. Whereas yeah. yeah, other people are just like, why is, Pam and Joe, like what? No, I don't. What buy an open-minded it. society it. we have. Um, <laughs> hey, that's Pam and Joey. Like what? Are, what are, it would have been one season, and they would have like got like it, there was this one show that was like Jason Biggs and then Stella from uh, How I Met Your Mother, and it was like the same exact show. Sarah Chalk. Yeah. yeah, she was. It was she was the the other lead, and it was Jason Biggs, and it was like. But there was also like a voiceover narration, and they lived in New York, and he was almost exactly what? like Ted. It was really weird, and I was like, "What is this show?" And it was like kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it got canceled after a voiceover narration that Jason Biggs did. No, it was like his friend who was like this kind of like oh my chubby guy <laughs> with like a beard, and he's like. Was well, this like a wait? Is, was this? I think this? it was called. I think it was called Love Something, Love City, or Love. Was there? Is there a pilot out there that you can see? No, there's a whole season. It's I don't know. I don't know oh, where it is. Yes. but it's a whole season. Uh, it's it it's actually right pretty funny, but it's like not good. You know, it's like you can tell it's just like B material to like those kind of shows. Um, oh, it's called Mad Love. I yeah, kinda Mad remember, Love. I kind of remember seeing this. This was. Yeah. Um, it was like that one of those shows where it was like. Oh, I can tell what you're trying to be, but you're trying to do it so obviously and you're not doing it very well. <laughs> That's kind of But oh, I love this, those actors. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy from uh the guy from Tucker and Dale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he's and the Judy friend. Greer. Huh. Yeah, she's like the other yeah, it's like those are the four leads basically, but like they don't really have they don't really any other characters in the <laughs> Gosh, show. Gosh, there's a lot of Martin Starr, isn't it? Catherine Hahn. Mm, yeah, I guess they make some little guest appearances. Like I said, it, it was kind of one of those shows where it was kind of remind, reminded me of Go On from Matthew Perry. Yeah, where yeah. it was another great show that kind of I was surprised to <laughs> get continued. Sorry, I'm like looking at the trailer. It's playing without sound, and it looks <laughs> yes. exactly like How I Met Your Mother. Like, right? There's a sh- there's like a shot reverse shot with Jason Biggs and Sarah Chalk, and when it's when it's showing Sarah Chalk's face in the back of Jason Biggs' head, like you could definitely think that that was from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. It just looks like Ted, and like it's they're like in a New York New City Jersey? building. And <laughs> <laughs> wait, let, let's just let's hang on. Let's hear this for, for just a sec. Imagine what it would be like to be a young couple falling in love. Sounds great, right? Well, what would you do if your best friend and her best friend couldn't stand each other? God, they're at a bar in a booth. The idea of the yep. show is that we'll follow along with this couple who's in love. They're two friends who hate each other. We drag them. Oh my God! And over time, a long time, hopefully, those two, the ones that hate each other, will realize that there's something to that hatred. Well, that's the story of Mad Love. Ben and Kate who are falling in love, and Larry and Connie who want to kill each other. 
Sound so like fun? fun? It is. Uh, admire your bravery. You know, going in there with all those sad memories of sleeping alone. <laughs> Ben Parr is an attorney looking for... Okay, that, it goes on for another, like, two and a half minutes. Um, wow, like... Yeah, it's like, how much like of another clone? The, like, seriously, they... It, it, oh, oh my gosh. It's like, this, it's got... Sorry, it's got the same exact look. There's even a, there's even a, a little scene with um, Jason Biggs. He's, like, in the hospital. He's, like, laying down on his back on a hospital bed. And Sarah Chalk is like standing next to him, and it's like this is from How I Met Your Mother. Oh my god! Same like scenario. Like, oh god! I know, right? Like I just I realized I made a mistake <laughs> breaking up with you. <laughs> <sighs> Where I forgot why we even brought that up. Why that show came up? Um, oh, because we were just talking about like failed shows that oh, had like weird couplings uh yes. and you were like talking about how it was so similar to how i met your mother um, yeah and, and that i'm surprised they didn't that focus groups didn't call that out you know or maybe because it was such a hit they're like cool another how i met your mother but like i feel yeah, like people yeah. were too weirded out by having joey and pam because it's such different shows and dynamics and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I can, and I think I can the casting they did was really well because I think it was like they because they got the actress from yesteryear. Uh, I forgot. I, I always forget her name, hmm. but um, she's she's really good as as uh, Matt LeBlanc's wife in the show, and uh, yeah, I recommend checking that out. It's really good. Man with a plan. Yeah, and you said it's on Netflix. Yeah, easily mistaken with the was it the Tim Allen? Is this another one where he's like uh? Uh? with the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I try not to follow his. There's, oh, Last Man Standing. That's oh it. yeah, but it's really Ugh. bad. It's so. It's Ugh. like I watched it for like a season. It was like kind of funny, but then it's like he's so like so over the top, like man and Republican, and it's just so. Funny. And the, yeah, it's like red pilled. <laughs> it's like red pilled um, home improvement, basically. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it really but, it um, is. Wait, so what one question, Man with a Plan, does it have a laugh track? Yes, yeah, it's a sitcom. Okay. Yeah. All right, I just got to prepare myself for that cuz uh, you know. Yeah. It's... And like there's a lot of good actors, like a lot like the warden from uh, Prison Break, <laughs> he plays the dad of like Kevin yeah. Nealon and Matt LeBlanc and their brothers and they own like a business <laughs> together. And there's just it's just really good like there's a lot of good dynamics and like good lines and then the dad's just everything he's just like you know thanks obama you know and he's just he's just constantly <laughs> in like a sarcastic tone the, the dad's one of the funniest crazy tangent but that actor you know the warden from prison break always mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me think of the family guy where they do the Stephen King stories and like the Shawshank Redemption, like (laughs) that warden, like that character. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the old office related news. Uh, You know, very, some of, some of the stuff is more tangentially related than others, but um, yeah, here once a year we'll, uh, we'll have an episode like this where it's current events. You know? News even if, on the march. <laughs> even if some of them are from like six months ago, but it's still something we've never talked about. So it's you know good to throw all the current yeah. events in the news in one episode. So and like yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe we'll find out next year that Brian Baumgartner's cameo earnings were actually 
the result of money laundering. Um, and <laughs> because the IRS sees this article and they're like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, he's lovable, but like, come on, let's be real. Why is he the mo- the biggest earner? And so right. they look into it and they see these, uh, these suspicious, uh, these suspicious transactions. <laughs> and, uh, we all know Kevin Malone, uh, some gambling issues, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe Brian Baumgartner has gotten a little in too close with the, uh, the old cartels and, uh, kind of like, Kind of like Jason Bateman and Ozark, and they they they've got them on the on the on the hook for laundering their money. Um, and cameo, maybe they're complicit. Who knows? Uh, but anyways, that's all alleged, uh, and you can't prosecute it. Prosecute us for saying it. Um, Martin ex- tried to explain to me like three times what he did, what what he got in trouble for, and I think it's what I do every day every here. Every day here. <laughs> Uh, yeah so um so yeah that's uh that's that's the that's, that's the, the long, long and it. short of it <laughs> oh that's what sure said <laughs>